Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined as always by Nate Weitzer. He's on the East Coast, and we're coming off maybe the best night in Coast to Coast history. I mean, off of volume, at least, as well. If you take that into consideration, we had nine total picks. We had best bets with six picks, three in the play of props. We had four, uh, but Benjamin Simmons ended up not playing in that game. That makes a total of 9-0, 9.9 units. It is November 9th, Nate. Didn't even put that together. We're uh, There's something in the stars here for sure because we had a great night last night. Hope you were riding along with us. It was a super big slate on Wednesday, which means, of course, we now only have two games to choose from on Thursday night here before another big slate on Friday. So we'll get to some best bets in this video for you. Got some play of props as well. I'll be totally honest with you. I'm kind of chickening out and taking a play a prop in this video as well for best bets uh, with such a small slate. But continue to follow along. Check out each of these videos each and every weekday with us by subscribing to that page here on YouTube. Also, head to thelines.com check out the great written content we're putting up on the site as sports are in full effect and we have the odds finder tool up there you can use to make sure that you are getting the best juice available to you from all these books giving us bets this season nate let's stay on that heater kid uh and get into our first best bet here yeah it's a small slate but we definitely are excited for this first game milwaukee at indy both teams on a back-to-back and i like the over in the first half it is 118 maybe 118 and a half depending on your book Already hit that uh, full unit, please, maybe even more if you feel confident. So the Pacers' style of play is going gonna, is gonna to lead to a lot of points here. I mean, they're obviously first in scoring, second in pace, average a league high, 64 in the first half, and 66 when they're at home. And then we have the Bucks with Giannis coming off an ejection, only got to play uh, 28 minutes, I believe, against Detroit. He should come out fired up. The refs should uh, give him a little bit of a lenient whistle after he was ejected for dunking and then briefly flexing. Uh, got a second technical there. And the Bucks D has just struggled throughout the first half of games, throughout the first three quarters, you could say, before they kind of claw back, if they will. They're 26th in defensive rating. They're 6th in pace. So it should be a fun up-and-down first half. I think we can get to 118. The Bucks are giving up the second most fast break points. Indy gets out and runs. They're giving up the 10th most assists, 8th most threes. This Pacers, like, spread offense, if you will, is, is like, it's unbelievable. And I'm not really interested in any player props. Maybe Halliburton assists because it is a total spread attack. They have, like, nine guys averaging at least 8.5. They have seven guys averaging double figures. Uh, it leads to just a, a, an offense you cannot really game plan for. They dropped 70 in the first half against Cleveland. Really good defense. 86 in the first half against the Spurs earlier this week. I don't know if that is the highest first half total we've seen in a long time here. Uh, this is their fifth straight game at home, so feeling quite comfortable. And, um, you know, they their defense, though, leaves something to be desired. They do give up the most twos made and twos attempted and the third most free throws, just like last year, where that's like the Bucks. you know, again – plays into what I'm saying with Giannis going to be aggressive. The refs might give him a few more calls that the league did probably did not like that second technical, not aware of the situation was that official. Um, but we, you know, Giannis has eaten against this, this Pacers team that, that has struggled to guard the power forward position. Not really that surprising. He's averaged 38 and a half points per game on 39% usage against them. And their last five meetings, have averaged 263 points per game. They've all gone over. They've been played at a 104 pace. So uh, I think it's a great game state. They just try to capitalize on the first half. Um, 
because yeah, I, I don't the Bucks and, and the Pacers kind of different modes in the fourth quarter. But let's just let's just target that first half over. Yeah, agreed. Agreed with not really having the the, the desire to bet on the, the total the final outcome of this game. The Bucks were incredible on no rest last season, by the way. Best record against a spread in the league. The Bucks also had the fourth best rating in the league last year, and they currently have the 25th best uh, defensive rating, I should speak, be specific, uh-huh. and they have the 25th best defensive rating in the league this year, which should be phrased as the fifth worst. So there's, I have no desire to, to bet on this team to, I mean, stop this team from scoring, especially. I don't know who you'd be worried about having tired legs on a team where everybody can barely buy alcohol legally uh, at this point. I, some of them might not even be able to. Uh, so, like, I, I don't think you worry about them playing back-to-back. This is like when you were in college and, and you just played at the rec for seven hours for three days in a row. So um, there's going to still be points, I believe. I, I don't think there's any sort of rest issues that would cause uh, this game to, to not be played in a similar style. I would just rather attack the first half to the point that you're making across the board here uh, because of what I'm saying about the defense, man, and, and the, the fast break stuff, too. Like, if you don't get back against this team, you are toast. Uh, and if you don't get back after a made basket, you're toast as well. So um, I, I don't like the idea of Dane being the main defender as well uh, on Tyrese Halliburton. Obviously, he'll probably be guarding other guys as well, but there's going to be mismatches all over the floor if, if Dame's going to really be a liability on defense um, with the height advantage that this team will have, and, and even when you get guys like Bruce Brown on the floor. So um, I, I'm going first half as well, Nate. I mean, I'm, I'm piggybacking off what you did, what you said and, and in agreement with you about the first half. So let's just take the Pacers' first line, uh, first half money line and just assume that they're going to come out hot. Now, the thing is, is I also like the over because of, of Yanni Boo Boo, of Giannis coming in and, and being fresh, essentially, uh, in this game and not really having played much yesterday. So And, and also... Also just being pissed as we know he'll probably be coming in he'll dunk on people and then probably just w- run back on defense head down as sort of like a you know uh, I, I don't know what you guys want from me so I'll just be super good and almost like tongue-in-cheek I expect him to be a lot having a lot of that going on where he's dunking on guys but at the same time like I do agree that they're not going to be able to stop this team in transition uh, I also don't know that they're necessarily even going to be able to stop this team uh, when they get into the paint with certain guys like if Halliburton's slicing into the paint there's going to be mismatches all around there uh, maybe Brolo can handle that but uh, between he and Yanni it's going to be a lot of, of, of roaming around uh, and trying to get like you said sort of like covering the five wide receivers that are going to be spread out for the Pacers uh, to use a sort of football analogy. So I don't, I don't have much to add in in that first bet there for this game, other than like targeting the the Pacers to, to do well early, not necessarily knowing how Giannis and and Dame are going to do in the fourth. Usually they they're clawing back and coming back to win in the end of the game. That's how things have gone for them. Even in their, when they held their lead against Detroit last night, uh, they still sort of needed to have a little bit of a comeback in the fourth quarter to make sure they handled that game. But uh, yeah, let's let's move on to your uh, your second pick there. A little bit of a comeback. They they had to hold Detroit scoreless for like four minutes and score and score like twelve straight points to beat Detroit to beat Marcus Sasser and Cade Cunningham. Uh, yeah, fading the Bucks in one way or another is is still profitable early in the season. They obviously did not cover. I don't think they've covered at any point except for the shorthanded Heat. And yeah, just looking up the Pacers, uh, they went ten to four to the over on no rest last season. They also were 60% cover rate uh, with a rest advantage or um, in division games. So this situation, if you if you think their youth equals a rest advantage, does definitely lend to what we're talking about, which is them to, to play well in the first half, um, even if they struggle in, in clutch games. 
Um, so let's look at the other game here. <clears throat> Hawks at Magic. And you can play this two ways and get the same odds. Um, Hawks money line with Trey to score 20, DeJounte to score 15. Or I actually think I like this more is just Trey and DeJounte to both score 20. And you don't have to pick a winner. And you get plus 140 either way. Um, I you know the, the the Hawks are minus three and a half. They are favored, but Magic a little bit of a tough team to predict with the results. But my reasoning for these guys getting theirs is in their last five games here, Quinn Snyder has clearly unlocked something in terms of this this two guard attack, and and Dejounte has suddenly gone off twenty six points per game on a one twenty nine rating, twenty six percent usage. Trey's still getting his. 22 points per game on higher usage, 28%. And Trey's had a lot of success against this Orlando team, which is frankly just too big to deal with quick guards, right? I mean, you have Jalen Suggs, and then you don't really have another good perimeter defender. You have oversized guards like Franz Wagner, who's really going to struggle to keep either of these guys out of the paint off the bounce. And uh, Magic probably going to be without Gary Harris, Markel Fultz, and Wendell Carter, and definitely without Wendell Carter for weeks here. So... They have their last games. They had to start Goga Bitadze, who is, um, you know, as we say, not horizontally inclined. And the rookie Anthony Black led to them giving up 50 to Kairuka, including 64 in the second half collapse there. Cole Anthony was a minus 14 off the bench. Uh, he struggled on defense at times last season. Is It's more about Atlanta. And when you can find a situation where you just absolutely rely on two scores. Um, you know, they do have Jalen Johnson, DeAndre Hunter chipping in at times, but clearly the offense rotates through these two guys who have both had a lot of success against Orlando. Uh, DeJounte in three since joining the Hawks, 21 points per game, high usage. Trey has gone off against this team, which is, you know, fits into what I'm saying with the, he's just too quick for them. 28 points, 14 assists on a 33% usage rate. These games, you know, even though the Magic are a tough matchup and they tend to go under, the last three times they've gotten together, there have been a lot of points in this game. I mean, one of those, you know, some of those skewed because Atlanta, like, just didn't even show up, gave up 50 in the first quarter, and then it was not not a contest from there. But Atlanta's playing really well right now. Whether you want to play slow or fast, they dropped 123 at NOLA, 127 at Mini. Those games both played with a 95 and 91 pace. And then they dropped 130 at a 110 pace against Washington. So, how do you want to play it, Orlando? If, if you're going to slow it down, they can still get you in the half court. These two guards should be putting up 20-plus uh, points. Hmm, no qualms from me, for sure. I'm going to be attacking uh, some Trey props here as well. I, I would add that like part of the reason I think that the, the, the Hawks have success against this team is – well, I'm sorry, tonight part of the reason what – what I was trying to say here, I was looking at the wrong notes – what I'm trying to say is I don't think Markel Fultz might even play tonight. And Gary Harris definitely isn't playing tonight. And I think Gary Harris was your best option. I know he was to, to stay in front of Trey Young as much as possible. And then maybe you have a more uh, a, a better sized guard like Markel Fultz. If he was in hand, try to handle uh, DeJounte. And, and I just don't think without those guys in there, uh, you're, you're in big trouble for sure. Cole Anthony is going to come in and be guarding these guys. And that is going to be a problem for sure. Undersized Cole Anthony, who has the worst defensive rating on their team. I'll talk about that when I do attack those trade props uh, in the play of props video. But as I said, I am wussing out and taking a prop here because I just feel so much more comfortable with it than I do trying to predict a winner in, in honestly, either of these games. But Clint Capella, over 19.5 points and rebounds combined in this one. It's minus 105 on BetMGM, which is way better juice than you'll get on DraftKings or a couple other books. Um, he's gone over this in both of the road games that he played against this team last season. 
it didn't go over at home, but overall, we're talking an average of 27.5 points and rebounds in those two that he went over. Overall in the three games, still uh, well over 23 uh, points and rebounds combined on average last season against this team. And like I think the reasoning is partly due to what we were talking about a second ago and what you were mentioning with Trey and even DeJounte's ability to get by the guards on the Magic. Once they get in the paint, it's Lob City over to Clint Capella, which we know is, is a still a large focal point of the offense when Trey has the ball in his hands. Um, I, you know He's gone over this number Capella has in five of seven this season. I think he was even a part of some trade rumors at one point at like early in, in or in the uh, preseason and in the off season. But like right now, like he, he is playing it in a, in a way that like does fit for, uh, for Quinn Snyder's offense a lot in the essentially the, the Goody, Goody Robert, the Rudy Gobert role, fear to four Goody Robert. Uh, but uh, Orlando is allowing 26 combined points and rebounds uh, to the opposing starting center alone. They're averaging uh, allowing 35 overall to centers on the other team. Um, but like I said, the 26 combined to starters specifically is a really nice number to, to help you with um, Clint getting over their best. I mean, Goga Batadze, notwithstanding the magic's best interior defender and in Wendell Carter jr. Uh, is not going to be playing. Like you mentioned, he's out for a couple of weeks. It sucks. I love Wendell Carter Jr.'s game so much, but he has an individual defensive rating of 101.6 that will no longer be on the floor as a nice shot blocker at around 6'10", who's super athletic and can at least move his feet very well uh, enough to stay in front of Clint Capella, and, and he's not going to be there for them. So, Yeah, I mean, the concern, which I brought up every time you go to Capella since last season, is that he is a part-time player. He Okongwu is playing half the game. You never really know. Which, when they're going to go with which guy based on the matchup. Um, Capella still, you know, I, I am encouraged by the fact that he went 13 and 13 against the Knicks, which is a similar, like, big pack it in team, uh, and that maybe Snyder likes him more in that type of matchup. Okongwu had a better game against the Pelicans, um, maybe a better game against the Wolves. It, it's, it's just kind of a toss up in terms of which guy is going to get more. So if, I think if you get a lower prop for Okongwu, I'd be just fine going with that one. They're, they seem to be interchangeable. I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, the reason he's got, he's still gone over in five of seven, he's, he, even when he's only gotten like 22 minutes, he's gone over this number because he really truly has one job, um, which is just rim run, essentially, defend one and, and be at above the other. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm still going to be a, in a good spot with it, like you said, with a packet in defense. I, I think he still has a, a solid matchup advantage. Uh, especially without Wendell Carter Jr. in there. So, Nate, let's go ahead and get into your player prop here, a guy that I know we're both going to be talking about. Yeah, and it could be a best bet, um, basically just following the, the narrative that Giannis is starting to get it going and is now going to be a little fresh after getting ejected last night on a pretty questionable second tech. We'll take the over on his 44.5 PRA. I would like to take him to be the top scorer in this game. I don't see odds yet. As long as it's minus 130 or better, you know, I'll take it. Um, because I, I, I think Dame had to do a lot of heavy lifting down the stretch with Giannis ejected. And the Pacers are really a spread team. That's just that I don't really trust anybody to have a huge scoring total. Like Halliburton, in my opinion, maxes out around his prop of 21 and a half points tonight. So Giannis and Dame combined for 63% of the Bucks usage. They're combining to average over 50 points per game. Two other guys, Portis and, and Brooke, barely average double figures. And the Pacers have seven guys averaging double figures. So to me, it's a good value if you can get that bet on Giannis to lead them in scoring. Let's let's look at the matchup here. 
I mean, he has crushed the Pacers, 38.5 points per game, 13 rebounds, 7 assists on 39% usage, including a monster triple-double, his last trip to Indy in February. He has gotten double-digit free-throw attempts in seven straight meetings and averages 54 PRA in those meetings. I think the number's deflated because maybe early on, Giannis was trying to defer, trying to get game acclimated a little bit to the Bucs. Maybe some discussion behind closed doors to say like, look, you got to get back to being the MVP you are. He goes for a 38% usage rate against Brooklyn, 36 and 12, 15 for 27 at the free throw line. This is a Pacers team that allows the second most, uh, third most free throws this year, allowed the second most last year, allowed a ton to power forwards, allows the most two point field goals period this year, playing at the second fastest pace, Milwaukee's sixth in pace. So there's, it's not a coincidence that Giannis has put up big numbers against this team. Um, and he was on pace for this prop for a second straight game before he got ejected only 22 minutes against Detroit last night and 29 PRA. So I, I think he gets there and I think he probably can lead this game in scoring. I, I agree. I t- that the ejection was hilarious. If you haven't seen why he got ejected, I highly re- recommend checking it out because he not only did the the flex, he also did the like "you're too small" putting his hand to palm to the floor kind he of. He wasn't thing. even done uh, doing that by the time he got the technical, though. It was just for staring him down. Yeah, I am not defending this referee. I assure you, rarely will you hear me defend a referee. Uh, I, there's no reason to kick anybody out. Like, let's chill out here. This is not the no fun league. This is supposed to be the NBA. But at any rate, uh, yeah, I'm just gonna continue to follow along with what you're saying. It's six and a half points. For him uh, in the first quarter is his prop. And I'm just going to take the over, even though it's minus 130 on DraftKings. Um, because like I said, I, I don't have this desire to start getting crazy on a weird little two-game slate. I just am going to bank on him coming out and giving a shit. A really, really big one in the first quarter. Um, and so that's why I'm going to just take this. I mean, he, he does average six and a half points uh, in, the, in the first quarter of this season. Both of these teams play at the fastest pace in the first quarter top four pace for both of them. I mean, same for the whole game, but like in the first quarter, they come out bucks, not very good in the first quarter, to be honest with you, they have the 28th best offensive rating in that first quarter. However, I also think that it is like, give Giannis the ball right away time. Like he's going to, he should be pretty pissed. If you're Dame, like it's kind of embarrassing that you are now the best player on the floor and you won by two against this Pistons team at home. Uh, so I think there's something to be said for Dame being like, yo, go ahead, Giannis, and, and do you. Uh, the Both these teams, like I said, playing at this fast pace. The Pacers are not exactly playing great defense in the first quarter either, um, down in, in the uh, bottom half of the, the league in terms of first quarter defense, actually fourth worst uh, overall in, uh, in the first quarter specifically, because I think it's a lot of just come out and run and gun. That's why they've gone over in a lot of first half bets have the Pacers, which I believe you spoke about in the uh, in, in the other video, the best bets where we're talking about taking a first half in that game in general with an over. Same kind concept for this first quarter uh, that I I think you're going to see like a 60 point first quarter Giannis playing a solid eight minutes like he normally does and getting uh, I mean look a little ladder here doesn't sound terrible either because you get such uh, a great low prop at six and a half you know once you get up to eight or so you're talking about plus money uh, even I think seven uh, and a half if you take over there right you're talking about even money so it's it's there's some some good stuff with Giannis there I think it's a, a solid attack here yeah absolutely I love that six and a half number in the first quarter based on the narrative we're talking about based the Bucks know they need to get off to a hot start um, and and that we love points early on in this game. We're taking the first half over in the best bets there. We're taking Pacers to maybe be up at the end of the first half, but Giannis will do his best to prevent that uh, as he comes out with fresh legs. 
So looking at this Hawks yeah. game, um, I'm going to take uh, Jalen Johnson over 12 and a half points or 19 and a half points in rebounds. You get much better juice on the points. It is a tough matchup against Orlando is why maybe you want to tack on the rebounds, even though they give up the fewest rebounds per game total. Uh, but they are 26th in offensive rating, so there should be misses here. And Jalen is boarding up at, at the power four position, 24% defensive rebounding rate, which is excellent uh, for a young guy. And the Magic, while they're good in a lot of areas defensively, they're league average in terms of opponents' two-point shooting and free throws allowed. But for me, this is more about Jalen starting to take off here. They just cannot keep him out of the line, out of the starting lineup or you know giving him 30-plus yeah. minutes per game. He is just such a better option uh, than anything else they have power forward. And and once now that they move John Collins, they they can really see that he's averaging fourteen and nine boards per game this year. His last two gone up to thirty five minutes per game though seventeen points, eleven and a half rebounds, and four and a half assists. So don't hate the eleven and a half rebounds assists here at plus money. And maybe you want to play it that way if you want better juice. Um, just a really good all around player who's who's fitting in well. As, as you know, sort of the third playmaker alongside those two guards we talk about for the Hawks. And, and just, you know, while it, while it is a tough matchup on paper, I, I think his numbers are a little low given the all-around production he's been putting up. Yeah, I like, I like attacking this pick. I, I don't really know who else you trust on this team right now with the ball in their hands besides the two, the, the, you know, the two starting guards. So I think it's a pretty good bet to uh, assume that, you know, when he is out there, um, even money, 13 points, even the points and rebounds. Cause like you said, he, he is going to need, be needed to, uh, to, to board up depending on when he's out there versus Deandre Hunter. So it, it's kind of a similar thing to what you said with the minutes, right. With, um, with uh, Capella versus Okongwu. But like if Johnson's going to be getting the, the minutes, the, the minutes and he's going to get the, the stats as well. So we'll see how it goes tonight. I, it probably will be a little bit faster pace as well, to be honest in this one, than you might think for an Orlando game. Uh, the Hawks are speeding everybody up right now in the, in their pace of play. So I think that should continue. And I'm going to attack, Trey Young and his prop of over 10 and a half assists on this one. Cause I get plus money on FanDuel at plus one wait for him to get 11. Like the, it, it was like minus 175 for him to get a double double. So they really, you know, want to make you take the, the 11 assists for him. But I still feel comfortable with that number, even though the 10 obviously would somehow just make me feel a little bit better. Like he barely had to climb over double digits. Almost like sometimes guys just prefer to just get there, at least the double digit column and they're good. But I think he's going to be continuing to dime up. That's what he did all last season against Orlando. Uh, he's gone over in four of seven this season. He went over this in all four against Orlando last season, averaging 14 assists per game. As I believe you mentioned when you were talking about one of your best bets as well. Um, I think it's a lot to do with what I believe you talked about it as well, where, you know, Orlando's this pack it in team. They're going to make sure that like, you don't just get anything super easy at the rim. Meaning that when Trey gets into the lane, which he can do with pretty much ease when he's playing against uh, some, not necessarily slower, but just bigger, less quick than he is guards that, that play for uh, or, uh, Orlando. Even if Cole Anthony's out there, I still love Trey to just barbecue chicken at that point. Um, the, number seven in limiting points in the paint is Orlando. Number seven in, uh, in limiting three-pointers. So they are going to like sort of allow you to get into that mid-range uh, area of the court. And that's when Trey can keep going all the way to the basket, make the guy come to him, pass it off, boom. And, and now we're talking about either shooters on the wing or uh, in that low block for, for um, Capella on like a short roll where he just gets a dunk. At the, at the basket right so that's that's how we how we look at this game whenever we talk about trey young playing against this style of defense including like the knicks when he does the same type of thing to them lobbing it right over mitch rob uh over to capella so i think we're gonna see a lot of that 
Cole Anthony is just going to get cooked in this one with Markel Fultz probably out and Gary Harris definitely out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of Anthony Black and, and Gary uh, and, and Cole Anthony trying to handle uh, Trey Young. And I'll go ahead and take Trey to get 11 assists in that situation. Because are you are you forecasting that that Suggs is going to be on Murray the whole game and they're not going to deploy Suggs on on Trey Young? I don't think it matters. I mean, he he was matched up against Trey in the. I think they only played against each other one time last year. I was looking at the matchups for Trey, and he played. Well, he was guarding him for like six minutes of the game, and Trey still ended up with the thirteen assists. So like, yeah, six minutes exactly. I mean, Suggs is being deployed at a much higher rate, like nearly thirty minutes per game, and he is a good defender. So for me, it's. I'm not really sure which which guard he's going to be on all game. For me, that's why I was a little more conservative looking at Trey assists. I would rather parlay 20 points and eight assists for him as like kind of the floor um, in this matchup. I do agree that he's he's going to be able to score against his Magic team. We talk in the best bets. I'm going 20 points for Trey and Dejounte in this game, um, <clears throat> and maybe in a Hawks win. But either way, I mean that that still gets you plus money if you just take the 20 points and you don't have to hope for 11 assists, which is just a little rich for my blood. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure why, like the points have been there in two of the four games he played last season against basically the same squad. The assists are always there with the potential assists as well. I mean, I, he is shooting a lot. There's a high usage as well. I mean, he's just, he's doing everything against them with the ball in his hands. So I, if you're worried about DeJonta taking some of this from him, I can understand that. But I do also think that there's something to the way that, that Quinn Snyder has established this offense that, like dime up Trey because he's also done this in, in three of his last four. So we'll, we'll see, like you said, they're getting into a groove with Atlanta. It's, it's not necessarily the easiest thing to predict. Like it might've been in the past, especially with DJM getting in there in the mix a little bit more. So we'll, we'll, we'll continue to see how it goes. Only two games to watch tonight, or you can watch the Panthers and bears. If you want to watch the NFL, that's up to y'all. Uh, I think we'll be tuning back and forth. Maybe I'll go for a jog or something. I don't know. Either way, that's all the time we have for you. This one continue to follow along. We are coming back to you guys tomorrow to finish up the week strong with a pretty nice big NBA slate. So until we see you next, happy betting.